Blog Talk Radio. You are now listening to CLNS Radio, your source for all things basketball. You cannot stop this guy. This guy is unbelievable right now, and with the way he's playing, he's played an outstanding brand of basketball. You're trying to tell me he's not the next best thing? What are you hearing? Man, all I know is this guy can fall, and if you can come out and play with him, you can play with anybody in the league. I want your opinion. Call into the show. Why don't you drive the rack? Seriously, why don't people drive the rack more often? Fed up with this cookie-cutter brand of basketball, not go out and hand check. What are you comparing? The guy's got grit. The guy's got moxie, and the guy's got heart. What more do you want? Broadcast through Blog Talk Radio and CLNS Radio. They gonna love me for my ambition. Welcome to the Hooper's Log. Here's your host, Simo Buck. They gonna love me for my ambition. Welcome on into a Friday edition of the Hooper's Log. Yes, you've heard it here. My name is Simo Buckets. You're in in the Hooper's Log through CLNS Radio, through Blog Talk Radio, in the FanDuel Radio Studio here on a Friday. Yes, it is the end of the week, right? Thank God it's the end of the week. I feel so much better after that Steph Curry rant from yesterday. Also, Tony Jones yesterday coming in on us with uh, Utah Jazz Insider, a guy who is in with the club and who called it right last night, the Utah Jazz getting a victory from the night before. Uh, five games on the NBA last night. Again, my name is Simo Buckets. You're in here on the Hooper's Log, and my website is simobuckets.com if you want to check out the previous podcast from yesterday and also any other previous shows from the day before. Feel free to go to that website, and you will find what you need there. Again, five games from the association last night. Andrew Norris is not with us right now. He might come on later on in the show. We should have some NFL picks. Uh, as he loves to do. Also, we might give you a teaser on what will happen this weekend in the world of college football. But we're here to talk NBA, and we're here to talk about what's going to happen. Again, a week from today, we will be giving our college basketball preview on what we expect to happen during the regular season. Again, March Madness is nearly impossible to predict. Players change throughout the year, and teams change throughout the year as, as of how their dynamic works. College basketball is just a crazy different game compared to the NBA, and we will get into that about a week from today. Again, today is a November 6, 2015 episode, and we're here to break down five games for you, and then we'll preview all 24 games over the weekend for you real quickly, and we'll skip on through it again. Once Andrew comes on the show, we'll get him on here, but let's get into these games from the last couple of days, from yesterday, right? Thursday games. Let's get it, Kevin Hart. All right, all right, all right. We're going to learn today. Last night in the association, we had one heck of a matchup when the Oklahoma City Thunder went to Chicago, and the Oklahoma City Thunder did not play their best basketball in the fourth quarter. Again, Chicago pulling it out in the fourth quarter, finding a way to get the victory as they win 104-98. to This was really all about Russell Westbrook versus Derrick Rose, and Derrick Rose was the victor in the matchup. He got the win, 29 points for him, seven assists, five rebounds, and he was all over the basketball court. 37 minutes in this game he played and only had two turnovers. He was an absolute monster and was efficient beyond all compare. Derrick Rose getting the victory, obviously. Russell Westbrook having a pretty good stat line himself. 20 points, 10 assists, 8 rebounds, 2 rebounds shy of a triple-double. He had a steal in this one as well. He played 39 minutes. Obviously, Russell Westbrook, the energy of this team, the best performance of the night, and the only whiteboard-worthy performance to mention. 
Kevin Durant. He was the X factor for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Without him, they wouldn't have even been close. 33 points, six rebounds, five assists, two blocks, and he had a 51 on the overall scale for a whiteboard-worthy performance, just crossing the barrier. Russell Westbrook was about two points shy, I believe. Derrick Rose was like a point or two shy from it. It was a really close one for him as well. This is a this is a game that really came down to two guys, Russell Westbrook and Derrick Rose, and it was entertaining and it was the best game of the night by far. On a on a Thursday night, a TNT Thursday, this was probably one of the more entertaining games to watch from an X's and O's perspective, along with watching the fireworks in players such as Jimmy Butler, Derrick Rose, Kevin Durant, and Russell Westbrook. This was one of the better games to watch just based upon the fact that these two teams could meet up in the NBA Finals. You never know. If if Cleveland doesn't work out this season, if you know teams in the West falter and Thunder can find a way to squeeze on through and get into the NBA Finals and the Bulls are a top three contender in the Eastern Conference, you're looking at a potential NBA Finals uh, matchup right here. And with the way these two teams played last night, you can make the case that both of them can make their way into the NBA Finals. Last night, Miami and Minnesota. By the way, before I get to these these, these next four games, I went four and one last night, picking my games. Uh, I've been eleven and four the last two days. So if you want to uh, listen in to my picks for Friday, they'll be coming up here shortly. Again, this will be a short show, especially if Andrew Norris isn't here. It'll be an extra short show. We'll just fly on through these games, and we'll break down what to expect over the weekend in the NBA. As it should be a relatively quick one. Again. You're listening in on the Hooper's Log. If you'd like to call in and talk about anything NBA, 323-642-1558. If you'd like to call in and, and listen in and, and talk talk about the NBA and get it going, feel free to call in. Again, my name is Simo Buckets, and this is the Hooper's Log. Again, getting on to these games, the the this is the craziest thing about this game last night in Miami. As Miami got the victory, they won 96-84. to They covered the spread, and Dwayne Wade had, had to play the night. Rubio. Yeah, baby, the steal, and let's see, 45 is about a 50-foot basket there. A little beyond 50 feet. He's yeah. getting four for them. Yeah, four is 47 right. feet. He is behind the half court line. So Dwayne Wade, a 16-point first half. Miami ends the quarter with seven straight points. And look at this. The swipe and the heave-ho. Oh, yeah. That's maybe 55 feet. Come on. Wow. <laughs> Big time shot by Dwayne Wade last night. He obviously hit that half-court shot right with, right when the half ended and the Miami Heat get the victory. 96-84 uh, to 84 over the Minnesota Timberwolves. This was one of those games where Dwayne Wade finally showed off some youth, something we haven't seen in a long time from him. Again, finding some youth, finding youth in a bottle for Dwayne Wade, getting the victory at 25 points, two assists through five rebounds. He was all over the basketball court. The Minnesota Timberwolves just showed their youth. They're not, they're just not old enough and mature enough to beat a team like the Miami Heat. They know how to go through games this time of year, getting toward that point where we're starting to get into the kind of the meat and potatoes of the regular season. We just got our, our prefix in with what we saw earlier uh, in these first week, this first week and a half, but now we're finally getting into the portion of the season where teams start to show their true colors. We're getting to that point, and it will start to show sooner than later. Again, Miami Heat getting a victory. They're now three and two. The Minnesota Timberwolves are are back at 500 at two and two. Charlotte Hornets getting the victory over the Dallas Mavericks last night, 108 to 94. Charlotte is now two and three. They've won two straight in dominating fashion as they destroy the Mavericks last night by 14 points. Al Jefferson, 31 points, nine rebounds, and an assist. 
couple other players. Uh, Jeremy Lamb came off the bench and played outstanding. Zaza Pachulia had another double-double for the Mavericks, though. But this is, again, they were mentioning on the TNT broadcast last night, if you were watching the show, and uh, they were talking about how the Dallas Mavericks seem like seem to be a worrisome team when it comes to their future and what they look like. They're now two and three. The Hornets are are two and three as well, but they've won two in a row. And the Hornets, again, as Andrew and I have mentioned, they look like a team that can, if they play their best basketball, they look like a team that can make the postseason and make a run. Uh, they really do. They look like a team, if they put it all together and they play their brand of basketball, they're one of the better teams to face in the Eastern Conference, maybe in the NBA, because they have the talent. They have a chip on their shoulder. They have a team that really has a bunch of guys that haven't proven much in the NBA. And if they all put together a great season, they could be, like I said, in the preseason shows, they could be like the Atlanta Hawks of the two thousand of last season. I mean, it really could be that brand of team. And if they all have a bunch of chip on their shoulders and play the way they played tonight and over the last couple of nights, you're looking at a team that's just really scary. The, the question again is if the Mavericks can do anything this season with the team they have put together, don't expect much again. A team that just doesn't have the firepower. They're getting older. Again, if this is the best we're going to see from them all season, you're expecting a long season for the Dallas Mavericks. Jazz and Nuggets, again, Tony Tony Jones had the correct pick in this one. He said he said expect a win from the Jazz tonight. He was spot on as the Jazz are now undefeated, are now 3-1, and one, not undefeated, but 3-1 and one on the road. They've only played one game at home so far in this early stretch, these first five games. And it's, uh, it's, it's one of those things where the Utah Jazz are – they're three and two. This was a big game for them from a perspective of look, getting their confidence back after a terrible game against the Portland Trailblazers the night before. And they picked it up. 96, 84 was the victory for the jazz. Gordon Hayward went off with 20 points, three rebounds, three assists. Everyone played relatively well. Rudy Gobert had a monster game. I believe he had 15 plus rebounds. He was unbelievable. And the, the Denver nuggets again, uh, 84 points in this one. Denalo Garnari had 18 points at the high man. It was it was one of those games where, again, if the Jazz didn't pull out and play the way we expected them to play, you would have seen maybe some some panic being pressed in, in Utah. But this was a game where you expected the Jazz to bounce back. Tony Jones assured us that that would be the case, and they got the win. Again, the Jazz are 3-2 and two on, the, on the young season, 96-84, the victory last night on a small Thursday night sample in the NBA. And then the Trailblazers, they keep turning people's heads and proving us wrong. Damian Lillard at 27-5. and five, in this one, as the as the Trailblazers win 115 to 96, Zach Randolph went 16 and 10. But outside of that, this Grizzlies team is showing some serious signs of inconsistency. And a, and, a, and a point mentioned in the in the post game show in the TNT broadcast last night: Has the NBA passed up this Grizzlies team? They don't have very many scorers on this team, and this was the issue coming into this season. They have a team that is set up to grind and play with anybody in the NBA. The problem is. They just don't have a go-to guy. People have been trying to anoint Jeff Green as the next guy for this team. He's been trying to be anointed the last three or four seasons. He still isn't the guy that can consistently come out and score you the type of points you need to compete in a basketball game. This team can compete and play at a relatively high clip with the big men they have down low and the type of guys they brought in. They have some guys like Tony Allen who can play defense and get at it on the defensive side of the ball and even just overall create havoc. But they don't have a guy that can really you can go to in the post. I mean, they have they have Marcus All and, and Zach Randall. They don't have a guard type player like let's say if they had a Demar Derozan. If the Grizzlies had Demar Derozan, you're talking about an NBA championship contending team. They're that close to being a team that can contend in this in this conference. The problem is, is with the roster they have and with the team they have. I think it's about pretty accurate actually, is what the TNT broadcast has said. The, the NBA might be passing up the Grizzlies before our very eyes. 
And who knows, before, by the end of the season, they might be a 45-win team. Not, not, and that's not a bad team at all. That's a pretty solid team in the NBA. The problem is it's the Western Conference. 45 wins, as Andrew and I have said, may be the, the, the benchmark to just get into the postseason. And that's not what the Grizzlies team has been known to do. And if they don't pick up anyone during the season for an offensive firepower threat, you might be looking at an average team in the Western Conference, and the Grizzlies might just be that. But the Trailblazers, again, proving that they can really come out and dominate other teams this season. And in that third quarter, they scored 40 points against the Grizzlies. Damian Lillard, again, 27 points. C.J. McCollum, again, having another outstanding night from him, an unexpected outstanding night. Again, big time, 20 points from him, five assists, four rebounds. And then Mason Plumlee, again, had an 8-12 and 12 kind of night. Al Farouk Amino had a double-double as well. When you have guys coming off the bench getting double digits and Mo Harkless and Alan Crabb, you're looking at a team really that if they keep performing this way, they might be the biggest shock of the NBA. And that's saying something considering they lost four of their five starters from a year ago. This is a shell of themselves. They don't have that third all-NBA team player in LaMarcus Aldridge. They don't have anyone else really surrounding Damian Lillard other than maybe a couple of guys here and there who have parts to them that can do something but they're not really anything serious to mess with they're not they're not going to scare you when it comes to their talent but if Damian Lewis can get healthy or excuse me can get some help if he can stay confident you're looking at a trailblazers team that can contend and maybe even get 40 wins if this team can get 40 wins this year it would be a miracle and I've even said it since the beginning of the season 30 wins would be outstanding of an outstanding year considering the amount of players they lost they're four and two in this young season. Six games in, four and two. I mean, what's funny is is they might actually be better than last year, just based upon the fact that they have nothing to lose. I mean, you lose four of your five starters from a year ago in the NBA, and you're expected to lose way more than you thought. And this team's actually looking like they might hold their own and stay the same. That would be a contribution to what Damian Lillard would be, and that would be in the MVP conversation. We have 24 games this weekend. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna jump right into those again. Andrew Norris will not be with us today. He's going through some uh, some some issues uh, in his personal life right now, but we won't go into that. Obviously, there is a, a situation um, there's a situation in his in his life that that needs to be taken care of. So we will take it from here. We're going to preview Friday games for you. And if you'd like to call in and talk about the games from the night before, three two three six four two one five five eight is the number. And again, if you want to listen to the latest podcast on the CLNS app. Go to the iTunes store in Apple or maybe even the uh, maybe even a store through uh, uh, online or whatnot, and you can find – it's free, and you can find the podcast on CLNS Radio. Just search it in on your iTunes app, and you'll find uh, that, and you can look up the latest show again where I have my Steph Curry rant, and we talked to Tony Jones from last night on Thursday, November 5th, and then today is the November 6th show, episode 5 on the Young Season for the Daily Series. Let's go into these games. 24 games into into this weekend. We have 10 tonight, 9 on Saturday, and then we have 5 on Sunday. Uh, tonight's nationally televised basketball games, the Heat and Pacers, an old-school rival, a rival that really took form the last couple of seasons when LeBron was in Miami and obviously Paul George was growing in Indiana and those two teams were two top teams in the Eastern Conference. Now they're more of middle pack teams in the Eastern Conference and they'll be playing tonight on ESPN, a 5 p.m. Pacific, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern time ESPN game. Miami's favored by a point. I would take Indiana in this one as they head home and they'll be at home in Indiana and uh, I think they'll get the victory here. I think the Indiana Pacers – will win this one and expect them to win. Put the plus one on them. 
and uh, put some money on that. Although I think Miami can keep it close. I just think Indiana is going to eventually win. Indiana's finally figured it out. They've won two in a row. They're going to get it done in this one. And then the second uh, nationally televised game are the Rockets and Kings. Both big men are out. DeMarcus Cousins and, uh, as of late, uh, Dwight Howard has been announced that he will miss this game as well. The Rockets are favored by six and a half. Take those six and a half. James Harden should be able to dominate in this one. And the rest of that Rockets team with the bench that they have, I think they're finally figuring it out. They've won two in a row as well. They are 0-1 on the road, though. They haven't played very well. That game on the road they played this year was not good. Uh, But outside of that, this team should be able to pick it up and get their first road win of the season and win it in convincing fashion. I think the Rockets will win this one. That's your second nationally televised game. The other eight games, a big matchup that I'm definitely going to tune into, Raptors and Magic. This should be one of the more fun games of the year. Again, the Magic, they're that close to being a 5-0 team. They're the best 1-4 team in the NBA. Uh, Toronto's favored by six points. I think Toronto will win this game, but trust me, the Magic will keep it close in this one. Take the Magic plus six in this one. I think the Magic will get it done, and I think they'll be a team to be reckoned with sometime later on during the season. I'm telling you, the the Orlando Magic, they're that close to getting over the top playing good teams. I think Orlando will keep it close, and they might even win it considering they're at home. Toronto Raptors eventually got to lose the game. They're 5-0. They're the best team in the Eastern Conference early on, Uh, but I think the Magic will keep it close. Toronto's favored by six. Again, like I said, take Orlando plus six. Wizards and Celtics, an interesting game. The Celtics are favored by a point and a half. I don't know why. John Wall's on the other side of the court for the Washington Wizards. The Wizards take them plus one and a half over the Celtics. Uh, don't be shocked if the Wizards win this game by a lot. Not to, not to rip the Celtics and CLNS, but this team really is just a grindhouse team. The Wizards, three and one. They're coming off a big-time win over the San Antonio Spurs from a couple nights ago. You're looking at a Celtics team where, again, they have the talent to compete. The problem is, is they just don't have a go-to guy that's good enough to win your ball games, and they, they've proven that over these first couple this first couple of weeks of the season. I think the Wizards will get the win. I think they're going to ultimately dominate in this one, expecting them to get the W. Lakers and Nets, both teams uh, are zero and are zero and four. One of them's zero and four. One of them's zero and five. I think uh, Brooklyn's favored by three and a half points. Take the Lakers in this one plus three and a half. The Lakers get, will get their first win tonight. Jordan Clarkson should go off for a big game. 76ers and Cavaliers again. Cavaliers favored by thirteen and a half. That is way too big of a spread. I think the Cavs will win, but I don't think they're going to win by 13 and a half. I think they're going to win by like eight. Eventually, the 76ers will come back and find a way to keep it close, but I think the Cavs will win, but they're not going to win by 13 and a half points. That's just not going to happen tonight. Uh, pick the 76ers in this one. I think the Cavs will win, but again, 76ers will keep it close. Bucks and Knicks, this would have been a better game to watch probably later. Obviously, the Bucks have won two in a row. The Knicks have kind of faltered a little bit recently, but they're still doing really well overall the way they play the game. Take the Knicks by two. They're favored by two in this one. I would take the points on that one. And I think the Knicks will win this one big um, over the Bucks, just based upon the fact that Carmelo Anthony has finally found a rhythm and his team has finally found a system to get it done throughout the season. Again, Miami Heat and Pacers again take the Heat in that one. And then the Hawks and Pelicans. Uh, the the Atlanta Hawks are five and one for a reason. The Pelicans still aren't healthy and they're not where they need to be. The Hawks are favored by three and a half. Take the points in this one. They should dominate easily in this one and get the victory to go to six and one. Uh, the Pistons and the Suns. Suns are favored by four and a half. They're in Phoenix in this one. Pistons are three and one for a reason. They just have better players. They just do. And I think the Pistons, if they find a way to come out and compete, even if the Suns win, they're only going to win by a couple of points. This should be one of the better games to watch during the night. But I think the Phoenix Suns, if they win, they're going to win very close. And I think the Pistons will be the ones to cover. And I think they'll get the victory overall. I think if I were to pick who would have win, I'd pick the Pistons in this one. But for some reason, Vegas has Phoenix favored by four and a half. Take the Pistons plus four and a half in this one. Nuggets and Warriors, the spread is ridiculous in this one. I know the Warriors are are, are five and zero. Oh. Obviously, everyone loves Steph Curry. Obviously, you know my stance on that if you listened to the podcast yesterday. 
or uh, for Thursday on the 5th of November. Um, but just to let you know, um, I, I'm, I'm, t- I'm telling you that the, uh, the, the Denver Nuggets are going to keep this one a little bit closer than we think. The Warriors will win, but I think the Denver Nuggets will keep it closer than we think. 17.5 is way too generous. I think the Nuggets will find a way to keep it close, and I would take Denver plus 17.5. That is your Friday preview, and then let's go into Saturday for you real quick. Uh, I'm not going to give you picks on this one. I'm just going to give you uh, the schedule on what's expected. The Timberwolves and, and Bulls will be playing the first game on Saturday. Uh, take the Bulls in this one if, if, if the line's close, but I think the Bulls will get that victory in that one. Magic and 76ers, the Magic are going to beat the 76ers in this one. They're just too talented. Obviously, if Evan Fournier goes off like he's been going off, the Magic should win that game. Wizards and Hawks, one of the better games to watch this weekend. I would sit down and watch that one if I was a betting man. I, I, I would not know who to bet on this game, honestly. And if the line is close, I wouldn't bet on this game at all. If I were to pick a team to win, I would pick the Wizards just based upon the fact of how they've been playing as of late. Uh, Pelicans and Mavericks, this game's kind of a toss-up. I think the Pelicans will get their first win of the season on the road in Dallas. Expect them to get it done. Uh, even if they don't, the Mavericks should keep it close, and they might even get the victory just based upon the fact that they're at home. Nets and Bucks. Um, the Bucks are just more talented than the Nets right now. They just are. Uh, the Nets, again, Brooke Lopez could find a way to get a victory for them, but I wouldn't be shocked if the Bucks completely blew them out of the building in Milwaukee in this one. Hornets and Spurs, with the way the Hornets have been playing over the last couple of days and over especially this past week, they should be one of the better matchups to watch just based upon the fact the Hornets have really put it together and really put together a fantastic uh, couple of games. The Spurs, as we know, are, are a machine, and they keep playing the way they're playing. I think the Spurs and Hornets should be an outstanding ball game to watch this weekend. And if I were to watch a game this weekend, I would watch this one. I think the Spurs will win, but I think the Hornets will keep it close and make open up everyone's eyes in the NBA, showing that the Hornets can, can compete with anybody in the NBA. Grizzlies and Jazz. With the way the Grizzlies have been playing as of late, I really think that the Memphis Grizzlies are going to struggle in this one. I think the Jazz will go born to getting their first win at home. It's going to be one of those interesting games to watch from the standpoint of, look, the Jazz are coming off a back-to-back from a couple nights ago. The Grizzlies are going to find a way to, to, to keep it close, but I'm telling you, they've been so inconsistent. I don't know how to pick this Grizzlies team right now, but if I were to tell you who to pick a team, I'd just say pick the Jazz just to be safe. Warriors and Kings, I hear DeMarcus Cousins is not going to play again. I would pick the Warriors in this one just based upon the fact they've been on fire. Obviously, Steph Curry, no one's really going to have a chance to guard him in that one, um, as he's just probably going to shoot the lights out again in Sacramento, take the Warriors in that one no matter what. And then Rockets and Clippers, that's game of the weekend by far. Rockets and Clippers, two teams who faced off in the semifinals in the Western Conference uh, last year. I think the Clippers will win this one just based upon the fact they've been looking at tape all offseason, seeing how the Rockets came back and beat them when they were up 3-1. Take the Clippers in this one. They're going to get the victory, and they're going to go to 5-1. and one. And then there's five games on Sunday. Let's pick them real quick. Pacers and Cavaliers, that'll be a fun one, watching Paul George and LeBron James duke it out. I think the Cavaliers will get the victory, but I think the Pacers will keep it close. It should be a fun one there in Cleveland, and then the Lakers and Knicks. I actually like all these games on Sunday. If I, were to, if I were to sit down and watch basketball all day, this would be the day to watch it. There's a lot of really, really fun matchups in this one, especially early on in the year. Like I said, uh, Paul George and LeBron James, you can't go wrong with that one. Lakers and Knicks, two of the, two of the biggest markets in the NBA, the, the biggest market game in the NBA, obviously, L.A. and, and New York. It's, it's, it's going to be fun to watch from the standpoint of watching Jordan Clarkson, obviously Kobe, obviously Carmelo. It's going to be fun. Uh, again, both two teams that aren't expected to do much this season, but the Knicks should be able to win that one. 
uh, in Madison Square Garden over the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, the Raptors and Heat, that's a fun one. Those two teams could meet up in the postseason this year. The Raptors, again, they're 5-0 and so far, but on Sunday, who knows where they might be. They might be 5-1. and They might be 6-0. and And the Heat, with the team that they have put together, I'm telling you, this Miami Heat team, it's going to be – it's going to be a fun matchup. It's going to be a it's going to be a, a, a knockdown, drag them out game. I think the Heat will win. Honestly, I think they'll get a victory in Miami and they'll beat the Raptors. If the Raptors didn't lose the previous couple of nights, they might lose on this one because the Miami Heat just have a better setup down low than the Raptors. Suns and Thunder. I think the Thunder are going to get the victory in this one. Russell Westbrook should go off. It's going to be a fun matchup again. Eric Bledsoe and Russell Westbrook. It's going to be a fun one to watch. And then to also see a guy in Enos Cantor and uh, Tyson Chandler duke it out. That's going to be a fun one. That's going to be a fun matchup to review and watch and see and, and experience to see kind of where the Thunder are. It's going to be a good litmus test for them and see where they're at after they play a team like the Suns because the Suns really are a platform for what you want to build your uh, your team around and at least a pretty common sense type of team. If you know what I mean? Like the Suns, they're a platform for what you want to be if you want to be a 40-win team. That's what the Suns are. The Thunder are a team that could obviously do better than that, and I think they will. But it's interesting to see this Suns team, and it'll be interesting to see that matchup and see how it works. Again, the Raptors' heat game will be the same thing. And then Pistons and Blazers will be interesting as well because this will be a litmus test for the Blazers and the Pistons to see really where they're at and how they compete with one another. Drummond should dominate in that one, but Damian Lillard should have a fun matchup with Reggie Weak. And that's going to be that's gonna be one of the better games to watch over the weekend, just from an X's and O's perspective and really to get an idea of where both these teams are at. That's going to be in Portland on Sunday night. Should be a fun one to watch again, 6 p.m. Pacific time. I might sit down and actually watch that one just to get an idea of what it will look like. So those are the five games for Sunday. It's interesting, and I think I think the Blazers, I think the Pistons will win that game, but don't be shocked if the Trailblazers find a way to eat one out. So those are your 24 games for the weekend, your preview show. Again, our next show, our episode six, will be on the 9th of November on Monday. Should be a longer show, should be a better show. We will be here for you. If Andrew Norris isn't here, I'll be here. We'll get it going. And again, you've listened to the Hoopers Log. We've got about a minute left in the show. We're just going to kind of close it out here. And we're going to end it on this one. Again, a short one today. Uh, not much really happened in the NBA last night. A slow night, a fun night, a cool night. But, again, this weekend, 24 games from Friday through Sunday. Should be a fun exhibition of basketball. And we should be up to speed on Monday and recap you with all the good news. If any breaking news comes, we'll give it to you here on the Facebook. Thank you again for listening. And we will be back on Monday. Thank you again for listening. Have a fantastic rest of your day.